Hey, this is Rene, and you're listening to the morning show on CHMA 106.9 FM. Hello, and welcome to Tantramar Report on CHMA 106.9 FM and chmafm.com. We're broadcasting from Sackville, New Brunswick, the heart of the Maritimes, on the traditional and unceded lands of the Mi'kmaq people. I'm Erica Butler. It's Friday, April 28th. Coming up on today's Tantramar Report. I just think that they bring out the best in each other, and I kind of knew their practices individually um, a bit before they started making work together, and I, I just think that it's such a wonderful creative partnership that they have. Owen's curator and director, Emily Falvey, is a fan of artist team Miranda Bellamy and Amanda Fota, and she's not the only one. This week, the pair of Sackville and New Zealand-based artists made the long list for the Sobe Art Award. We'll stop by the Owens to hear more from Falvey coming up shortly, but first. We reported yesterday that Tanchamar has a new treasurer. After being appointed to the brand new position of director of compliance at the outset of amalgamation, former Sackville treasurer Michael Beal is back at the helm of the town's finances. CHMA called up Tanchamar CAO Jennifer Bourne on Thursday to hear more about the decision to appoint Beal. You have made a decision on uh, a treasurer, which is exciting news, I guess. It absolutely is. Yeah, it's great to have, you know, one of the main positions filled. As you know, that's that's one of the ones that right in the Local Governance Act, we do have to we have to have a treasurer appointed. Um, the position is, is director of financial services, of course, but the appointment is as a treasurer. Um, I think anyone that's ever been in council chambers or watched uh, one of Sackville's meetings knows that that Mr. Beale is certainly the right the right guy for the position. Uh, the years of experience and expertise that he comes with is just you know outstanding. So quite pleased to to carry on and advance Tantramar with with uh, Mr. Beale at the the head of the finance department. Okay, and now before before you started working uh, with Michael Beale and uh, you know started working with the whole staff, you know you had sort of set up a structure for the municipality that uh, had put Michael Beale in a director of compliance position, which is like a new department, I think. Yeah, so that was certainly relying on on Mike's experience um, and and you know a key position within the organization. We know that. Um, increased reporting is going to come out from the province, in, in increased regulations, that sort of thing. Um, and he was really placed in that position based on, on you know, who Mr. Beale is. Like he, like I said, he's, he's absolutely exceptional, could, could put him in any position in the organization, and, and he'd be able to fulfill the role because of, um, you know, his understanding of operations and knowledge for the organization. Um, but I, with that said, um, finance, and specifically the treasurer position, is is his passion, I'll say. So so quite pleased to have him back to his roots and, and where he wants to be within the organization. It was a unanimous decision of council. Um, it was. Not not too much not too much opposition or not too much concern there from council members to Yeah, no, a unanimous decision. Um, like I said, it, it's very clear whether it's at the staffing level, public or council, everyone recognizes um, you know, I, uh, Mike can recall numbers back to, you know, the early years of his career and, and what sections in an agreement something was in. So, um, you know, certainly the right right guy for the job. Um, this is going to be a challenging time to be a treasurer, a new municipality. And, uh, well, not only is there all the work of, you know, sort of setting up this new financial system, but there's going to be a, like rocky roads ahead in terms of taxation and that sort of thing. 
Uh, how much, I guess, how much did that figure into your decision to, to go with Mr. Beal? Absolutely plays into it. Like I said, his the years of experience, Mike now is at 30 years um, in local government. Uh, so he's been through, you know, various stages, various, you know, restructures, um, different makeups for the organization, uh, comes with the experience and knowledge. Um, every employee within the organization is going to help advance Tantramar, um, but he would be, you know, kind of circled as one of the key players that will certainly aid in transition. He's, he's an exceptional leader. Um, you know, quite respected and adored by not only the staff of his department, but across the organization. Um, so he's one of those key players that will, you know, as we, as we move through transition and look at things like taxation, um, he, he's the, the right guy to get us there. That's Tantramar CAO Jennifer Bourne. Bourne says that the jury is still out on what will happen with the former position of Director of Compliance. The town is currently hiring a new communications officer, and Bourne says the plans for hiring a manager of human resources are still months away. And now for today's feature. A pair of Sackville and New Zealand-based artists have been long-listed for the Sobe Art Award, Canada's most generous art prize. Miranda Bellamy and Amanda Fauteuil are partners and artistic collaborators who split their time between Sackville and New Zealand. Last summer, the pair exhibited their work Terrarium at the Owens Art Gallery in Sackville, curated by director Emily Falvey. I just felt that that exhibition was so so amazing that work was so well well done that it would probably have a good chance um with the with the soapy award so we all agreed that we would kind of pursue that together falvey wrote a letter of support for bellamy and fota and then this week the award foundation announced the pair made the long list of 25 canadian artists five from each of five regions across the country chma dropped by the owens to hear more about the collaborative art team from Emily Falvey. I've known I've known Amanda for Amanda Foto for a number of years, but um, I've known them in, as a team since about 2019. And I just think that they bring out the best in each other. And I kind of knew their practices individually um, a bit before they started making work together. And I, I just think that it's such a wonderful creative partnership that they have and that their approach to the subject of, um, you know, interspecies collaboration and working with plants is just very unique and thoughtful. Um, and I just really adore them both and um, really enjoyed working with them both. Tell us a bit, I mean, for especially for people who weren't, uh, who didn't make it to the Owens to see the exhibition that you had with their work, um, tell us a bit more about their work, um, interspecies collaboration, like what sort of what sort of things were they putting together? Um, okay, so the show was called Terrarium, and there were basically two bodies of work, and they both sort of um, because they're pra- they go between Sackville and New Zealand. So the, one body of work was based in New Zealand, and the other one was based here. Um, and it comes out of this pro- project that they did in New York called um, "Listening to Our Plant Neighbors." I think that was the name of the video. But basically, it revolves around recording the electromagnetic pulses of plants in habitats that have been profoundly altered by like human intervention, largely linked to like colonialism. And then taking that and creating, um, in this case for, for the, for terrarium, it was like a sound 
it was like a musical score sort of created from the the pattern of the pulses. And then the the second part of the exhibition was this project that they did around the picker quarry. So we got some sandstone that had been in um, Mount Allison buildings that had been demolished. So they had been quarried. The stone had actually come from the picker quarry. And they went there and they, again, recorded the pulses of like um, plants that native species that were like living in this, uh, in the quarry. And then instead of making a musical score, they like extruded, they like carved this in the sandstone, a pattern that was like a reflection of the, what the plants were telling them essentially. Mm. It's so interesting. It, it, it almost feels like it, that's a, there's a science crossover because yeah. I feel like every day there's another story about growing awareness that plants communicate and plants. Yeah. 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 So Um, interesting. Yeah. And I mean, they would be the first to say that they are not scientists, like, um, but at the same time, there's definitely an intersection. And I know that there were, there were folks in the biology department that were really interested in what they were doing. Um, So uh, what's the next step now that they're long listed? uh, When will we find out the short list? There's five, uh, five art groups, artists nominated from the Atlantic region. Right. Uh, when do we find out, uh, you know, sort of who, which one of those makes the shortlist? Right. So the way the SOBI works, there's five regions and the long list is five artists from all of those regions. And they're basically, there's a, a curator from each region who makes the the sort of long list for, for their area. And so that gets sent, that was just announced this month, but then the shortlist is announced in June. And then I've never been a part of the jury, so I don't really know how it goes. But from what I understand, there is a bit of a like each curator is advocating for their region. And then the final decision is announced in November. But between June and November, an exhibition of all the shortlisted artist works go up at the National Gallery. It's a good summer attraction for Ottawa. Good. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. You were saying, um, you know, there haven't been that many winners uh, from the Atlantic region. Do you feel, uh, that the Atlantic region is like well enough represented in, in how they divide up the country? I generally feel the Atlantic is not well represented nationally. Um, so it's really great to have an opportunity to put forward artists from the region. Uh, I wish there were, there were more of them. Um, but I also want to say that there are lots of artists working here, really great artists who, who aren't on the, the list. Um, and that that can be discouraging, but I just want to say that like everyone's work working very hard, and I want to validate everyone who's like you know brave enough to have a practice and pursue that practice, and yeah, <laughs> while I have you, I'll put you on the spot again. Um, what's going on at at the Owens you know in the coming weeks that that people should be coming speaking of other artists? you know, putting in hard work and, and doing great stuff. What what's, what can people walk into the Owens to see? Well, right now we have the Fine Arts Graduate Exhibition on upstairs, which is always a very exciting um, time. And then June 2nd, uh, Emily Critch, who is our adjunct curator, has her next exhibition, group exhibition opening. And it's called Falling Through Our Fingers. And it's um looks at... Uh, the relationship between archives and the body and missing histories and a variety of things. So I think that's going to be really exciting. And then Jane Tisdale and I are working on an exhibition upstairs for the summer from our collection 
Um, but there, it's going to be work from the collection in conversation with uh, two artists uh, from New Brunswick, uh, Kaylee Cook and uh, Roger Smith. And Sackville's own Kaylee Cook? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's going to be great. And also uh, we get, we're going to show a recent acquisition, really amazing uh, series of photographs by Melissa Tromblett. It's going to be part of that exhibition and that opens later in June. Okay, so we don't really need to go all the way to Ottawa. We can no. okay, enjoy the summer <laughs> art here. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks very much, Emily. My pleasure. That's Owens Art Gallery director and curator Emily Falvey. Sackville-based artists Miranda Bellamy and Amanda Fota have been longlisted for the prestigious Sobe Art Award, along with 24 other artists from across Canada. That's it for Tanchamar Report for this Friday, April 28th. Thanks to the local donors who support the station and the Local Journalism Initiative for funding local news reporting throughout Canada. Get in touch with CHMA News anytime at news at chmafm.com. I'm Erica Butler. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Max, and you're listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick, the voice of the Marshalls. And now the weather. Today, showers. Local amount 2 millimeters, high of 9, UV index 2 or low. Tonight, cloudy. 60% chance of showers this evening. Fog patches developing overnight, low plus 2. Tomorrow, Friday, cloudy, becoming a mix of sun and cloud in the morning. Fog patches dissipating in the morning. Wind becoming northeast 20 kilometers an hour in the... The town of Tantromar is hiring for two positions, a full-time heavy equipment tool operator and a youth position of active living coordinator. For a detailed job description of each of these jobs, visit sackville.com slash careers. The deadline for application is Friday, April 28th at 4.30 p.m. Are you looking for a toe-tapping time? Check out Open Mic at the Sackville Legion every other Saturday with the next two events taking place April 15th and 29th. Stop by between 2 and 5 p.m. to hear some sweet tunes by some local artists and take part in the 50-50 draw. For more information, call 506-536-7555 or visit facebook.com slash the Sackville Legion. Hey, this is Penelope. You're listening to CHMA.
Are you a senior in the Dorchester area who loves to start your day with a morning walk? The Dorchester Consolidated School is welcoming residents into their gymnasium for morning walks. The Seniors Walking Program takes place every weekday from 7 to 8.30 a.m. until June 16th. For more information, contact Station 8 at 506-334-8746. That's 506 506- Three three four eight seven four six. On Sundays at 1pm, Live on KEXP brings us new live session performances from emerging artists to well-established acts spanning styles, genres and cultures. Listen to Live on KEXP from the comfort of your home on CHMA 106.9 FM. Full video of all Live on KEXP performances are also available at youtube.com slash KEXP. Mm-hmm. 